feelings of worthlessness. So yes, if they're not doing well in school, the word calling them dumb or you're stupid, how come we don't know that? These things only worsen the situation, right, parents? All right, and if you're calling your kids stupid, you may not be watching the counselor. So, uh, you know, that's one thing we want to do is avoid saying things like that, right? All right, school performance. So, again, you know, some, some people play basketball every day, right? I come from a family that plays basketball. Everybody plays. The kids play. We play. The uncles play. The dads play, right? So everybody's, and, and the family's good in basketball, right? And so you go to school, and you're good in basketball, and you start noticing that other kids aren't as good as you. Well, they're noticing that too, right? So it doesn't mean that they suck, right? We hear that a lot, oh, you suck. No, they don't have that culture as well as you do, right? So we want to start working on, you know, taking responsibility, students, right? Because we, we've seen these visuals, you know, teen suicide, when someone takes their life, you guys are you know, lighting candles and having visuals, and it's beautiful, but we don't want that happening anymore, right? So how do we avoid that? Become good people, right? Stop saying things that hurt people's feelings, right? The counselor. Do not go over a single man's home by yourself. Especially if you meet him online. All right, I want you to take your time and think about that. That's not a good idea at all. You're too young to know why you're doing it. But more importantly, you should not be doing it. Bring a friend, tell a parent. Oh, shocking. Tell your parents. Yes, because some of you guys won't be found. Okay, I love those movies, Taken, and uh, I forget the other ones, some of the other ones that they are taking kids and selling them, sex trafficking. Uh, those movies when the dads are searching the earth. But that's not a reality. That's a movie. The Counselor. All right, and welcome back to The Counselor. And I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. So today we're going to be discussing a very important topic that many parents should take some time to listen to. Uh, the topic of today's series is from failures to felons. So when I say failures to felons, I'm referring to when we're in school in our young and adolescent years and our teen years, right? When we're in school and we're going to talk about this a little bit more about called juvenile delinquency. Um, the causes of it, the prevention, and also ways of coping as parents. Uh, we're also going to talk about some stats from last year to kind of see where we're headed this year with our young people. Um, have they learned their lessons of their mistakes of their past and their friends, or are they continuing to repeat these same patterns? All right. And we can also uh, learn some ways to prevent uh, this from continuously happening, not only in this country, but also around the world. So one thing I want to talk about is why do juveniles commit crimes? So some teenagers have chosen a similar path that increasing the risk of con 
committing a crime by their poor social status, economic status. So that means that um, some teens um, and young adults who are in impoverished neighborhoods, um, sometimes often referred to as the projects, um, or, you know, the ghettos or something of low income housing, right? So some people, you know, they're there because either they're a single parent family, uh, mom, you know, is working on getting her education. So right now she's probably taking these odd jobs. Same with dad. Dad might be single. Mom may not be there. And so he's living off the state and trying to make ends meet. Now, so what happens in these situations is that the children are dealing with the fact that they are poor, right? There may not be food in their house. So what they might do in this case, right? They might go where they do have food, which is the grocery store or market. And you might see a a child uh, put something in their pocket because they're hungry, right? Uh, That child doesn't know how to steal. That's their instinct. They're hungry. They see food and they want to eat it, right? Um, Too bad we're not in a world where you can just go to the market and eat for free, right? Or if you, um, there could be an aisle for benevolence or, or for people that don't have food, right? We don't have that yet, but that's a good idea. But anyway, so yes, so they might put something in their pocket. They might get get away with it the first time. And kids, I do want to tell you as someone who's worked in these type of stores, yes, we've seen you do it the first time. We've seen you do it the second time. So what we're doing is setting you up to catch you on the third time. All right, just to let you know that. All right, so that means when you see all the aisles clear and nobody's there, right? Somebody's watching you and you're removed, right? So what happens? You get caught when you steal, and then now you're considered a juvenile delinquent. All right. So even in different attitudes of parents. Right. So sometimes parents and children have indifferent attitudes with each other. Right. And parents, I do want to say this to you from the goodness of my heart and from the bottom of my heart. Stop getting mad at your children for getting an attitude with you. Okay, you're getting mad at yourself. That's your creation. So if you got an attitude at your parents, right, and you didn't know how to control your attitude, your child is going to have characteristics of yours. They're going to get an attitude with you, right? And if you're not having that and all those words you you normally hear, and I'm not having that and not me, right? Yes, that child is you, right? So they're going to have that attitude and then look at yourself now. They might even grow up to be you. All right. And if your attitude isn't good, mom or dad, right, then don't start arguing and yelling at your children, right? Learn from your behavior. There's no need to be going toe to toe with your family members. Okay. So in different attitudes of parents, feelings of inferiority. All right. And I often say that inferiority comes from somewhere, right? It either comes from a father that may be insecure or a mom that's insecure, right? About their home where they're living, which is now going to bring your children into feeling inferior or feeling like they, they have less than the next person. All right. Someone doesn't know they don't have less than unless someone else tells them that, right? There are children who grow up in uh, very you know, humble situations. I don't like to use poor, but humble situations in which they're fine. They live on a farm. They have free milk, free food, free meat, right? They even make their own candy and donuts. They have a great life, right? Until someone comes around and say, ew, you milk cows and drink that, 
right? And then that, of course, that person is ignorant, right? But because she lives in the house, you know, the biggest house in the hill, and, you know, everything that's given to her, she doesn't even know there's a grocery store or him, right? They're going to make you start feeling inferior, right? Or, or that you have less than or that you're less than them, right? So that's where it comes from. And these feelings come from other people. And then lack of attention. And I want you parents to really get this today, all right? When you're not paying attention, right, to your children because you want to keep up with the Joneses, right? Because you want to keep doing what you want to do and having your children, right, follow you as you're at the at either the, uh, work all day or doing something that's not home paying attention to your children, yes, they're going to start reacting from your bad behavior. So parents, start paying attention to your children. I hate that terminology when people say, oh, um, they just want attention. He's acting out. They are. Give them attention. Right, parents? Give them some. You know, keeping up the Joneses, you're going to get a BMW. You, it's going to go away. You're going to get another car. I promise you, ultimately, unless you become a millionaire, you're going to end up with a uh, four-door something that you're driving. Because all the money that you wasted and the time that you've been working, spending away from your family, your family, your children are not going to be around. Trust me. They won't be around while you're working hard to build whatever you think you need to build. You're leaving your children behind. You're leaving, you're, you're relinquishing the relationship. So when they get off to college, what do they need to come home for? You, you were never there, right? So lack of attention could lead to juvenile delinquency and many other reasons can lead to a various type of psychological issues in children and adolescents, right? So research... All right. Um, so far in this country and in around the world over time has shown that teens are more likely to be accused of crimes than adults. And I just want to take some time to go over some of these crimes because maybe some of you parents never heard of a crime or that children do commit crimes. But teens involved in juvenile justice systems commit crimes all the time. Some children and teens become involved with the juvenile justice system because they are accused of committing a delinquent crime or an act. All right. So when the teachers are calling and saying that your child has stolen their purse or or they're stealing money out of, out of from other kids, uh, lunch boxes or they're taking things right. They're starting to do delinquent activities. So this is the time that you need to address this parents. Right. Not wait until it gets worse and then they're locked up for a heinous crime. Right. Other teens encounter the system for a status offense, which means you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And even following the Black Lives Movement, right, and All Lives Matter Movement, right, sometimes you're the wrong ethnic uh, ethnicity in a situation, right? And then you can be accused because of the color of your skin. All right. So sometimes being in the wrong place or the wrong time or your status. Right. If you're living in a high populated area that's filled with crime, usually in the inner cities like project areas like downtowns, you know, those areas where there's a lot more apartment housing and project housing that would be considered an inner city. 
right? So you may be more subject to get arrested versus a kid living out in the suburbs, right? Where the police would roll by less frequently, where you would know the police because they're probably your neighbor, right? So you, that you, that not, I'm not saying that kids in the inner cities do less crime, more crime than the kids not in the inner city, because I think it's about equal parents. And I want you to understand, I grew up in the suburbs, suburbs. It's equal or even worse because many of them don't get caught. Okay. So, um, it could be your status. Also actions that are illegal or only because of being a teenager, right? And we're going to list some of these things that happen and how you guys can get arrested. All right, such as truancy. Now, some states, they have kind of um, become a little bit more lean on truancy. And, and even when I remember, I've never seen a truancy officer, but I have heard of it from my parents, right? That if you looked like you were under 18 and it was 11.15 in the morning, ready to be afternoon, and you're walking down the street with a lollipop in your mouth, you better have some answers for that truancy officer. And the first thing they're going to ask is, where are your parents? Because truancy officers would um, see you outside of school and their job was to either bring you to school or bring you to the principal or bring you to your parents or somehow find out why you're not in school. All right. And then underage drinking. All right. I want you young people to really listen and listen good, please. All right. I've been dealing with substance abuse for quite a few years now. And the number one answer across the board is that they began drinking at 13 and 14 and 15. And then they're 60 and 70 years old in a program, right, crying about their alcoholism, crying for what they how many family members they lost, crying about how they made mistakes. And if they would have gone back, they would not have taken that first drink. Underage drinking is serious. When you begin to drink, right, underage, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to damage your brain cells, all right? You're putting in 100 proof alcohol in a growing brain that is not fully developed, all right? So I just want to let you educated ones know and the ones who are trying to educate other people, no, you cannot drink under 21, not because they don't want you to drink. It's illegal because it has been proven that it will damage your brain cells. So that's, that. for example, say you're growing up and you're 14, right? And you're only five foot two, and then all of a sudden you're shot up to six foot two. Now say you decide to just cut your knees, your legs off by the knees. Now you're going back down, right? So same thing. So even if you still continue to grow, now you have to get back up to the six one first, right? So I know that sounds like a crazy example, but my point is your brain, your brain is developing. It's, it's a very sensitive organ in your body. So when you're drinking, you're, you're putting in 100 proof alcohol, ethyl alcohol, alcohol, right? It's going into your body. It's going down. It's burned. You know how it burns in your esophagus when you guys are drinking and you make that face? Right. When you make that face, okay, you're drinking straight alcohol, which you shouldn't be doing in the first place. 
But you, of course, you don't know that because you, uh, you're underage. You're just happy you got something, right? You're supposed to mix it, right? But we'll talk about that another time. All right, so you're drinking that straight down. They call it a shot, right? It's going in. Now, do you think the burning stops when it goes in? No, it continues to burn all the way down to your your liver and your kidneys, right? And, then, of course, it's useless for your blood, but it's going to go in your bloodstream anyway because you're going to keep drinking, right? Because it spills over into your bloodstream. And where does your blood go, kids? Not all at once. Where does your blood ultimately go to? Your brain. And that's how the alcohol gets carried directly into your brain. And if you are underdeveloped, right, which you are under 21, I can tell you now, your, full, your frontal lobe is not even fully developed until you're 25, all right, and that's for everybody. That's not depending on your body and everybody's different. No, that's a fact. It's been proven. All right, so you're destroying your brain cells. All right, and running away from home. All right, I'm just going to be straight up. Stop doing it. It's the most dangerous thing you can do. All right, you're underage and you're walking out of your parents' home of safety and protection. And I know that's not always the case but of safety and protection and pavilion, and they're gonna go out into the world where you're no longer safe or protected. There has to be another way. Running away is not working, teens. All right, not all of these cases, however, are formally processed through the courts. All right, so what do we know about youth involved in the juvenile system? Well, while an estimated 2.7 million teens under the age of 18 were arrested in the United States during a single year in 1997, the number decreased by 70 percent by 2019. That meant that the things that we've been implementing, and I'm saying we because I've been involved as well, have been working, right? Parents you or the parents of the old ones that you know, in those years, they're a little older now. Most of you guys are now 21, 22, and 23 since 1997, right? So that did work. Parents, you got involved in the schools, right? You got involved in their situations, right? You paid attention to what was happening. You watched their behaviors, right? All right, so new parents, now you guys need to do the same thing because the overall rates have been steadily climbing over the past few years. And actually, that's to 1921, 20, right? Over the past two years, the numbers have increased to approximately 450,000 delinquent cases nationwide are educated and disposed in judicial uh, juvenile courts annually, right? So that number is rapidly increasing. And we're going to talk about why in a few minutes. But part of that has to do with, again, parents. We're now running back out there, working two and three jobs, and again, not paying attention to our own creations, our children. Okay? All right, so an estimated number of ju juvenile arrests since 2019. For all offenses, 700 and 750,000 juveniles in this country alone have been arrested since 2019. Okay, and these arrests, I'm going to list them and go over each one, are the following, include the following, murder and non-negligent manslaughter. What is your 16-year-old child doing up being tried as an adult for murder or manslaughter? 
think about this. Parents, I'm not going to get too much into these uh, video games, but why don't you go in there? I know the kids want Grand Theft Auto and, and he kills and this slayer and that killer, but pay attention because when they're watching this game 24-7, seven days a week, these things are going into their mind, right? You know, you ever see a little kid watching cartoons, Superman flying around, right? And then a little later on, they're playing with a cape wrapped around their neck and they're flying around. Thank God they're not jumping off of buildings, right? So what do you think? Your children are going to mimic what you allow them to see. All right, rape. I'm not going to go too deep into that today because we have an entire series next season. That's right. The counselor is going to do another season. Um, so I want you to stay with us. Um, and we're going to be talking about rape. But right now in this context, all right, young people, this goes hand in hand. Girls, stop traveling by yourself. When you're going somewhere, okay, I know it's cool. You guys might see this in the beginning of some of my shit, my, my shows, my TikTok. It's not cool to go over a single man's house by yourself, right? Why? Because guess what? You're leaving yourself open to being in danger, right? And yes, how about a guy going over a single man's guys? What is the difference? The difference, there is no difference. That guy can get raped too, right? But at the end of the day, it's about you protecting yourself, letting someone know right where you are and what you're doing telling your parents where the address texting the address text the address of where you're at even if you're just gonna go in and not tell anybody text the address where you're at that way and and what do what i do i take a full video shot when i walk into somebody's house i don't know my phone is on you might think i'm looking at it but i'm video recording everything right you're not getting me today <laughs> okay so you you get some things on camera right okay if you want to play foolish then don't be foolish right and that's for both guys and girls same thing you're bringing girls over your house you don't know those young men young young ladies um young men all right same thing can happen to you too all right, so you start protecting yourself. Let someone else know they're there right away. Oh, okay, answer the phone. Hey, okay, yep, well, so-and-so or Joseph or whoever just arrived, so I'm going to call you later and hang up, right? So whatever was in that person's head, now somebody else knows that they're there, all right? Robbery, all right? Enough, young people. A lot of that has to do with you being on drugs, okay? Robbing your grandmother, Take, uh, all of a sudden, they're seeing their Capital One card and had uh, $17,000 in debits over the past month. All right. Didn't think that grandpa would notice because he's so loaded. It's not about noticing. It's about what you're doing. Right. You're, you're doing things to people that you're not authorized to do. Right. Robbery is a, is a felony. All right. Aggravated assault. Hitting someone. Right. Young people. I know you get upset. And I often tell these to some patients, especially when I used to work in detox and when they want to start punching things, what I would say is, okay, go outside and I open up the door and there's a tree, start punching. Stop punching these walls. These, you're not going to fix them, are you? Now, if you're going to fix that wall, you have a have way at it, but you're going to go get that stuff and fix it right now. Parents, stop letting your kids tear up your house. They're punching walls, make them go outside and rake and shovel until they come up with the money to fix it. Don't even let it go a week. You make them go out and fix what they did because not only will they start busting holes in your house, but they're going to bust holes in someone else's house. And they're going to keep doing it because no one 
put a stop to it. All right, burglary, right? Some of these skinny little kids, you guys would be surprised what they can get into. All right, they can slip their little skinny selves into a lot of things, right? Some of those windows are about that wide. You'd be surprised who can, I've actually seen someone slip their body right on in there. All right, some of these guys are small. And, 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 you know, once they're seeing something on a movie, they think they can do it, right? Larceny theft. That means you're taking a large amount of money, all right, from either a store or a person, a place or a thing, right? So you want to discontinue that behavior. And parents, if your children are getting caught doing it underage, that we need to have some conversations with a counselor, right? So the reason why we have this show, The Counselor, we're encouraging you all to take advantage of getting counseling. Because if these things are going on, they need to be addressed by somebody. All right? Motor vehicle theft. I'm not going to go there. If, if, you could, if you're letting your child drive to the point where they think they can go steal a car just to get around, all right, they're supposed to go get they per, their permit, and then from their permit, they're supposed to read the manual and then take their test, go to driving school, or they can learn from then as long as there's an authorized driver, right? But don't let these kids start driving at 12, and then they're stealing cars at 14. It's your fault, all right? Because somebody, ha- adult has to say yes, to them get behind the wheel. Oh, isn't Jimmy cute driving? Yeah, he's cute driving as he just uh, stole a a, a car and he's in a high-speed car chase. Forgery, right? And counterfeiting. Big, big, big no-no. I know so many people that I went to school with who you would see wouldn't have thought that they would have went to jail, but they did for forgery, counterfeiting, and fraud, investment, receiving stolen property, vandalism, right? Marking up properties and territories that that are not yours. There's so many canvases now. Like you can go buy old calendars, you know, and draw on those, right? Why, Why destroy someone else's property, especially if it's not yours? I still don't get that to this day. Carrying weapons, right? We've been doing an entire series on that. You're right. Prostitution. Yes, parents, some of your kids are prostituting themselves online. They're prostituting themselves online. Pay more attention. You're giving them these phones. You need to make sure there's parental locks on them until they're 18 years old. Yes, 18. Because you're responsible. People, they offer these young ladies and these young men money to show their body parts online. Um, it used to be uh, the friends one on, I forget the name of the, the page. Um, and then went from that page to a whole bunch of YouTubes. And I mean, it just kept going on. I mean, I turned it to one thing. Somebody was in their, their bikini briefs. Like, and I'm like, why am I looking at what he had 13, 15, 50 subscribers, 50,000 subscribers. And what do you, what have you, what, I mean, what are you guys looking at that, that you're subscribing to someone standing there and, and boxers? It's very interesting. Gambling violations, drug abuse. Yes, parents, your children are on drugs. When you're you're finding rigs, they call them rigs, which are needles. If they're not diabetics, you're going to see a little yellow cap that you'll see in the car. They, They sometimes fall down because they're trying to use so fast, right, to get the needle off. They drop it. 
right? So there's little evidence. There's also always these little uh, backs of cigarettes, like the little filters. Look around. Start looking around for evidence. Because some of you parents, your kids are uh, getting by you. I mean, I've talked to parents and they said, I didn't even know my kid was on drugs. How do you not know your child is on drugs? Okay, look at their eyes. Listen to their behaviors, the words that they're saying. And then driving under the influence. Young people, I want to urge you again, stop drinking underage and then want to get in the car and kill somebody. You're a bad accident waiting to happen. All right? So I just want to let you know that if that's you or someone that you know that has been dealing with um, juvenile delinquency, and you fear that your child is going to go from failure to felon, I want you to contact the show. One pattern that I have noticed with many young people is that they're not caring about their grades in school, right? They're coming home with Fs, and they don't care. And parents, you don't care, right? Oh, we'll try to pull your grade up. What you're conveying to your child and what your child is conveying to you is that they're not really taking anything seriously. And so if they're not taking their own grades seriously, right, when they get older, do you think they're going to take their record seriously? Right. That record that the background check I'm talking about, the Corey check that mostly every job does do McDonald's included and Burger King. Right. They do a background check. And if you have an F. See the correlation in F on your record, right? Nine times out of 10. Actually, I'm going to go one, go one ahead of you. I can guarantee you they will not uh, hire you at that job. And a lot of you guys don't know that until you get a little older and then you have to realize you got to get rid of all the delinquencies on your record. All right. And you got to get your record sealed. Oh, my God, I was young. I didn't know any better. Now I can't get a decent job. Right. So from failure to felon that's what that means all right we're going to talk more about this we're going to go into gender we're going to go to race and ethnicity i want you guys to stay with us the counselor we're on every day at 10 um you want i want you to email me at promo at the counselor.live or you can slide up in my dms see you later Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self-esteem issues, body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get removed fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said... You know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, who had gotten his chest implants. Um, so they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they, they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong. And he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And
And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute, give me a second. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I'm a thinker. I like to think. Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self-esteem issues, body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get removed fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said, you know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, who had gotten his chest implants. Um, so they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they, they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong. And he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute, give me a second. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I'm a thinker. I like to think. Um, is it okay to break up with your girlfriend for talking to another guy or following or liking another guy on TikTok? Wow. So if I can just use my educated opinion, I would say that's going a little bit too far. Uh, that person can be on the other side of the country and you two are arguing about someone that this person will never meet or never knew and they just like looking at that person. So my thought is that maybe you need to look in the mirror and check out your self-esteem levels. Maybe you have low self-esteem and you're feeling insecure. That's not her fault. All right, she was looking at them, the other guys before she met you. She may look at, look at other guys while she's with you. It's okay. You have eyes you can see. Right? I'm looking at you guys on the camera. So looking at someone I don't think is a reason to break up. But for me, you know, but I'm older now. Um, I probably would have had tolerated that back in the day. Uh, but for me, I just think that's doing too much. Another reason to argue. So, uh, relationships. All right. Uh, more results. Well, the concept was, it was pretty simple. You know, just thinking about the concept. You know, of course, we were just messing around when we first built the studio. So uh, it just came out and then, you know, we gave it some life by, you know, giving it some substance. And uh, pretty much Talk That Shit Show was really supposed to be for you to come on a show without being censored, without being told what to say. You were supposed to be able to talk your shit and, you know, be free about it. And it's like a judge-free judge, judge free zone. So, nice. And... Okay. Uh, that's that was the premise of the whole talk that shit show and also wanted to be in the community wanted the people around us to be able to you know voice their you know business whatever they were doing their venue whatever they were doing we wanted them to be able to showcase their talents on our show so 
It's just like, you know, it was a double thing. Like, talk that shit. Talk, if you if you doing something, talk that shit. I like and that. If, uh, and if you wanted to voice your opinion, too, talk that shit, too. Nice. Without being censored. Nice. We don't like cancel culture around here. Okay, 